0: The stock Talk podcast, where topics are covered and questions are answered across all parts of the show stock industry. Get ready to learn and laugh with your hosts, Trevor Kirkpatrick and Corey Edge. Oh man, I had a lot of fun with this episode uh, that we're getting ready to introduce to the public. Hope everybody's having a good quarantine. I'm actually past couple days. I've been enjoying it. Um, had a really good Easter, uh, Corey. Yeah. I hope you had a good Easter, but it was, uh, you know, I miss the family, miss having to get together, but we're getting a lot of stuff done around the house. And, um, boy, I, uh, I kind of enjoy it. I mean, I'm ready to get out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm ready to get out, start showing some livestock, seeing yep. some folks a little bit more, but I'm taking full advantage of the quarantine.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, I do have something to admit to everyone. Oh, no. Um, I'm a, I'm addicted. Uh, I've become an addict of TikTok. Oh, guilty as charged. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a TikTok addict, and I really just enjoy the the Carol Baskin remix <laughs> dance thing. I mean, that thing is <laughs> hilarious, and and the dude that's dressed like Joe Exotic that does it. Uh, what a what an inspiration. Um, yeah, quarantine's going well. I dude, we you talk about getting stuff done around the house. I mean, there is no better time to get extra stuff done that you wouldn't have otherwise gotten done because of work. Right. Uh, now here's the other problem is that I think my wife is realizing just how much I can get done. Uh huh. And, um, that's a problem. We're yeah. going to need to go back to work soon.
0: Hey honey, can you add this to the list since you're home?
1: There, there was a since you <laughs> the time. Home. Yeah. Um, now. Yeah. We, uh, we like deep cleaned our house. Um, when was it? Oh, it's uh, Easter Sunday morning. And let me tell you, just got a notification on my phone. How about that? There you go. <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, anyway, so we deep cleaned our house Easter Sunday morning and literally less than two hours because we both woke up and were like, what it's are we going to do today? And like, you feel like you have a lazy day if you're not doing something. Right. And so it was just a it was a deal, and, yep. and I just hope I can keep it this way. Yeah.
0: Ah. It's when you're home like that for a while, let stuff go. Yeah. And then sometimes, yeah. I when I get looking at stuff, I'm like, ah, I almost changed my the office, the office, I guess I should say, I about changed stoffice. it all around yesterday because I was getting a little bored. Good thing I didn't because yeah. I really like the way it is now. But uh, speaking of TikTok, we ranger. talk about that a little bit with Heidi. Um, yeah. The stock talk TikTok, the Legacy livestock imaging TikTok. Maybe maybe have a collab. Mm.
1: So, looking forward. We don't have to any that. TikTok videos, so don't go searching us. You yeah, just see our picture. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> right. But speaking of going looking at stuff, um, Walton Webcasting uh, is the way to do it. I've been archiving the crap out of waltonwebcasting.com. I've watched so
1: many shows. Oh,
0: man. And it relive the moments. I still get the butterflies and watching some of the hogs I had out. I mean, I'm talking a couple years ago, a couple shows ago. And uh, I do that all the time. But something very exciting happening this Saturday, the Cyber Stock Show, the Poland Bracket Buster Showdown is happening. And I am pumped to see that thing, too. Uh, And I'm sure everybody's going to be tuning in. Make sure you check that out this Saturday on waltonwebcasting.com, the Cyber Stock Show
1: Bracket Buster. Brought to you by Poland Show Pigs. Sorted by Mr. Dr. Sir Mark Hogue. Yes. (laughs) And uh commentated by Mr. Clay Zwilling. And who else is doing it? Um Is it Lindsay? I think it's Lindsay. Oh yeah? Yeah. Lindsay Pulling, uh, maybe? I'm sure they'll be there. You'll have to correct us if we're wrong, Lindsay. I don't know. I did uh, see on the show sure know that that uh Mr. Clay Zwilling, CEO of the NSR. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be on there. Friend of the show.
0: He uh well, I saw on their um Snapchat that they were setting up the the studio had it yeah. looking pretty polished and backdrops a the last time and we were there heck yeah making moves or Walton webcasting folks I'm telling you I've uh, I've talked to a couple of my families and they're really interested in the the when they're opening up to the public the next time so getting pumped about that and they've almost all downloaded or subscribed to Walton webcasting just to relive the moments now, I'm a big proponent of going and watching game film we call it game film. Make sure
1: uh, you're getting a hold of that. WaltonWebcasting.com, well, folks. Get in. Get in. Dude, there's uh, there's some good sales going on uh, really this entire week. If you guys missed out on, on uh, the sales that were happening on Monday on Show Cattle Connection, uh, whoa. Uh, Wilson Cattle Company, friends of the show. Oh, yeah. Charlie and Paulson uh, having a little Fallborn female sale that went very well. Uh, no surprise um there and and some some genetic sales happening this week and into next week just uh just some good stuff um it, it doesn't stop also might i note and Todd will really appreciate for him, um but the Caldwell family is having an equipment sale ooh you don't on say. april 26th we're at yeah uh on show cattle connection oh duh duh um so, I mean, uh maybe they just uh with with the the amount of cattle they've dragged around, I imagine they have a little bit of equipment to sell.
0: I would I would to assume.
1: People. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I would I would assume also. Um so go check them out showcattleconnection.com buy sell can't trade but anyway. Can certainly win with what you get. Certainly win. Buy sell win. How about that? Yep.
0: Well, what's the show showpig.com is uh, bid buy
1: show win or something like
0: that. Anyways, something like that rabbit yeah, hole. Show, show
1: cattle connection is be different, think different. The best is yet to come. There you go. Love the trademarks,
0: man. Um, cool. I'm excited to get this one out here. And uh, Heidi's such a cool person, and uh, she is. does not come from a traditional livestock background. So we get to hear a little bit about that. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna let you do what you do and introduce our guest for episode number. Sixty five in season two.
1: I'm not entirely sure that I can do justice for this intro based on the guests that we have, but I will try. We're talking to a inspiring human who has taken pictures that have won multiple awards. We're talking about a person that travels the country photographing people livestock events scenes from around the united states of america we're talking about a person who needs no introduction we're talking about miss heidi anderson
0: Heidi, thanks for joining us. We're excited to get you on and get a little bit different perspective. Uh, But before we get started, just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what you do for a living.
2: Hey guys, I'm uh, really, really excited to be here. Uh, We actually live in Topeka, Kansas. Good Midwestern folks. Uh, My husband is from Manhattan. Um, If you say where I'm from, it's a lot more complicated question. (laughs) Uh, I grew up as a pastor's kid. And a military barat. So I would say we're from a little bit of everywhere, or a little bit of nowhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> went to a lot of different schools growing up. Both professions moved us around quite a bit. So, um, yeah, we've lived in a lot of places around the country. Been to, was visited 48 out of 50 states before I graduated high school in a couple wow. of different countries.
1: So, what, are the, what are the two? What were the two?
2: I, honestly, and they're still the same too. Hawaii and Maine.
1: Okay. And Tootin so I need to,
2: you know, anybody in Maine who needs something shot, hit me up. Yeah. But Definitely Hawaii might do that one for free. Yeah.
0: So, there, Hawaii, stay there,
2: if you're listening, hook me up.
0: That's awesome. Go. No, that'd be a that'd be a trip in itself. I mean, uh, we're contemplating that for the honeymoon. So hey, maybe Ooh. we'll have you come photo the honeymoon. How about that? Then it'll be a win-win. Yeah. Deal. Deal. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> So, no, we always love to hear uh, our the history of our guest. and you've touched on kind of where you're located uh, right now, but give us a little bit of who Heidi Anderson came to be, who you are today.
2: Um, well, my husband and I own Legacy Livestock Imaging. We uh, started, so if you back it up, about a dozen steps. <laughs> um, actually started in the portrait and wedding photography business um, after getting a degree in um, finance and a degree in accounting because obviously if you're going to be a photographer why not get a stockbroker's degree which is what I thought (laughs) I was going to be when I was going to college so (laughs) um, but we this year marks 20 years of being a professional photographer and um, like I said started with that traveled the country um, doing Ballet photography actually for a number of promotional videos and pictures for a number of um, professional ballet companies. And you know, because obviously the next, you know, way to segment into the livestock industry is shooting a bunch of ballerinas. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> Black Swan, livestock. I
2: know. See, there you go. Yeah. There's all sorts of ballets that have that have livestock in them. You just don't know. <laughs> so um but, you know, the way that legacy started is I married a rancher. So, my way of experiencing everything from the time I was little, um, my parents always had said, if we're travel, they were really astute knowing that the places that we traveled and the things that we saw weren't the same as what every kid got a chance. You know, not every kid gets a chance to live in Washington and Alaska and all of these amazing places and gets to visit all of these amazing places. And so, they said, if you're going to, if we're going to be visiting these places, you need to write about it, you know, journal about it or take pictures. My sister chose to journal. Um, she still is an amazing writer. Um, I chose to take pictures, but what it did was made me, um, it's how I experience everything, which is awesome in a day of cell phones, but um, we... I, it's just how I experience everything. It's how I communicate. It's how if I see something, I take a picture of it. Um, and that was from when I was a little kid. So it was a really natural transition um, into photography as a profession, um, especially when my kids were really little. Uh, it allowed me to do what I need to do with them, um, especially on the portrait side and the wedding side. And then on weekends, I could shoot weddings and it was fantastic. Um when Charles and I got married, it was a really natural thing for me to go and learn about how he grew up mm. and learn about how, um, you know, what his experiences were. And so started taking pictures around their family farm. And then he introduced me to the stock show world. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, of course, for me, you know, walking through the barns, it was, you know, not for any kind of a professional use or anything, but I thought it was just riveting how people were fitting. Mm -hmm. Um, things that people took for granted because they have literally grown up around it every single day of their lives were things that I was unbelievably fascinated by just art of it, the, um, the intensity of it. And, um, so it just, you know, it started really naturally. If we ever made a huge plan to make legacy, what it is today at the very beginning, I don't know that it ever would have happened. Mm. Um, it was just very organic. It kind of burned out of my other photography business and I was, we put up our own little Facebook page and I was like, okay, well, this is going to be our side gig. You know, my other photography business is going to be, it's going to be our thing. And um, it very, very quickly eclipsed um, the other business, which has been shut down now for 10 years.
0: (laughs) Well, I noticed you've got like 62,000 likes on your Facebook page. So I would say, um, yeah, that's pretty amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's, It's been such a huge blessing um, to even be involved in any of it and for people to have connected with what we post and connected with um, how we communicate has been, I mean, it's not something, you know, I know this is a podcast and you're supposed to be able to put all these amazing things into words, but, you know, it's the blessings that it's brought into our lives have been absolutely something that I can't put into words.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. The, the unfortunate part about the podcast is, you know, the adage of a picture's worth a thousand words really is true because it's hard to explain exactly a feeling or an emotion when it's tied into uh, something that you're extremely passionate about. But one of the things that I just thought about is how does, a, how does a pastor's kid military brat meet a rancher from the middle of Kansas and live there after visiting all these amazing places? How, how, did, how did that even happen?
2: Okay. so we've always said Charles's grandmother was like doing all sorts of praise dances in her grave because we met church. So, um, there's the only place, the only thing that we had in common. I mean, I came from a very suburban, um, world where, um, I didn't have that kind of connection, um, to agriculture as a business. um, and he really didn't have any to the ballet world. <laughs> so um, <laughs> We, we met at church of all places. So that That's was, cool. yeah. Yeah. If, if if we ever thought God didn't have a hand in, you know, every time we think that we know exactly what's right for legacy and we know exactly, you know, we have these and we do, we're responsible. We have good business plans, but um, we always say, God, is this where, where you want this to go because it wouldn't be here at all without you anyway.
0: That's And so sometimes
2: cool. that's, it's what we want to hear, and sometimes it's not what we want to
0: hear. Right. <laughs> so. yep. Well, we're always reminded with this COVID uh, pandemic, you know, that's not our plan, but it must be his. So he's got to kind of wane it out a little bit and see what happens.
2: Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I think a lot of it is just bringing, um, you know, there's something to be said for when all else fails, you look to God. And I think that that's definitely true in this situation is, you know, it's God, I think sometimes reminding us that we don't have control over everything mm-hmm. right. as much as we would like to. And you're talking to the biggest, most type A personality in the world <laughs> who likes to have everything under my control. And, um, every once in a while, God just says, Hey, I've got this, this plan and you need to trust me and, and we got this. So, right. Yeah. Good reminder. Absolutely.
1: Sometimes now people can't see uh, people can't see our screens right now. We we have adopted Zoom as a meeting place for most of our interviews. Actually, all of our interviews now. Um, but in the background, Heidi, of your camera is a uh, one of my favorite Angus prints of all time, uh, with the uh, the bull uh, entering the plains uh, as, as kind of the introduction of the Angus breed. So that kind of leads me to. Uh, kind of something else we wanted to cover is uh, some of your favorite photos uh, that you or your team's ever taken and and kind of what's all kind of gone into those because there's so many iconic images that you guys have captured over the course of time here. Um, maybe we, we like to do these Mount Rushmore's and this will kind of put you on the spot, <laughs> but we, we've, we've done Mount Rushmore's of, of boars of, of champions of whatever it is. What's, what's the Heidi Anderson legacy livestock imaging, um, you know, Mount Rushmore of pictures.
2: So, um, my one, probably one of my, and it's funny because I didn't plan this at all with this picture behind me, (laughs) um, but probably one of my favorite pictures that I've taken is one that we call the guardian. Um, it's actually, I think the cover photo of our Facebook page right now. Um, I'd have to double check that, but I think it is. So the story behind that one, and that one has gone on to, um, win a lot of national pro- um, outside of the agriculture world, um, which is something that we try to work with as much as we can as staying involved in professional photographers of America. Um, and a lot of these non-ag, um, symposiums that I've have been involved in for decades, um, partially to help get out, you know, realities and um the livestock industry in general into a wider population. But um that particular image was we my reason for going into this pasture was to get some pictures of um pairs, moms and babies, um, which I'd gotten and I was pleased with what we had and it was some stuff for um sale catalog for a place we were working for. And all of these cows had lined up. Um, And I had totally forgotten that there was a bull in this group. I mean, obviously there would be a bull in this group, but um, just really hadn't taken stock of it and younger bull. And he decided to come up and stood right in between all of these pairs. Um, And they're all lined up curious about what I'm doing. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, man, if that bowl would have been like a three-year-old bowl or, you know, a little bit bigger, this would be the coolest picture. I mean, it was a cool picture. And I was like, yeah. well, God, you know, if he would just take, you know, like two steps forward, it would be really cool. And 30 seconds later, takes two steps forward, throws his head to the side. bellers just exactly like the pick that picture. Yep. I took the picture Looked at it on the back of the camera, got up and got back in the truck. And my husband looked at me and he's like, are you like, well, are you done? Like, are you done? And I'm like, I, there's nothing I can take today that would, you know, be that picture.
3: Mm, yeah.
2: And, um, every once in a while it's that, that happens and there's no planning to it. Someone has a lot of patience, um, and just kind of being aware of letting things unfold as they come on, especially on the ranch scenes. Um, But it, and it was just, you know, and it's one of those things you keep your fingers crossed and, you know, I knew I had it exposed right and everything, but once I got it onto the computer, there was details in that, that I didn't even necessarily catch in the first glimpse Mm -hmm. that it was just perfect. And I was really thrilled with how that can, um, it's probably one of our best selling prints, um, yep. and it's connected with a lot of people outside of, um, the agriculture world too. So, um, and I think the other thing, when you talk about favorite photos, it was hard for me because we've shot so many different, um, iconic type of moments, but I think, I guess what we're best known for, um, is the pictures that we take that have connectivity and the ones mm-hmm. that resonate with people the most. Um, and there are dozens of those that, you know, come into my head right off the bat where it's just, you know, whether it's a kid connecting with an animal, whether it's, you know, that point in time in a hog show where everybody, where, you know, the judge says, okay, everybody shut it down and you see the relationship between those kids and those animals, or, you know, at, at, after a chance, you know, when that kid puts her head on, you know, the forehead of a steer or a heifer and that connectivity, you know, like they've worked a long time for this Mm -hmm. and that team, I mean, those are some of my favorite pictures of all time are those connectivity pictures. So.
1: One of my, uh, I think it was, I can't remember what show it was, but there is one where a little girl has her head on the nose of her calf and it was, it was awesome. I think it was on your Facebook page or something like that, but yeah. you're right. Those, those, <laughs> yeah. those images, like you just see that and you, you, it immediately draws your attention to it and captures an emotion that maybe you had at one point in time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, right. and whether it was with a, with an animal relationship or something else, like you remember, or you kind of get that feeling, like I know exactly what they're feeling in this moment.
0: What was funny, Corey was, I mean, we've, we worked, a you know, a lot about trying to get some social media posts out there and all that. And, uh, you know, the legacy livestock imaging is a new uh, kind of partner with us. And we got on their Facebook page just to see all the cool photos. And Corey and I were on the phone at the same time. And he's like, yeah, let's just get on their Facebook page, see what's up. We both simultaneously was like, Oh, I want that picture in my living room. <laughs> so the one you're talking about that header, uh, it's amazing to hear what kind of detail and the experience. Cause some would think, okay, we're going to take this bull off the halter right in the middle of this, these pairs. And then we're going to snap the picture and to hear how it just kind of stepped in there naturally. I mean, you probably couldn't do that again if you tried, I mean, no. or if you tried <laughs> to do it, if that was your plan, it probably would have never happened that way. So <laughs> exactly. uh, gosh, that it, it is. It's amazing. What, what, what a picture, uh, can portray and how it happens. Uh, but that one's awesome. I, I love that. Uh, just right now, listeners, if you've got Facebook pulled up, just go to Livestock or Legacy Livestock Imaging. Look at that photo. Give them a like, and you're going to see a lot more like that. But not to get off on a, a soapbox, <laughs> but that uh, there there's a couple that I love. So, do you have any others that uh, stood out to you?
2: Well, um, gosh, I mean, there's the so I want to say it was probably five or six years ago. Uh, we got a quick shot of, um, and if anybody knows this guy, they know it is not an easy shot to get. Um, I was at Nebraska cattleman's classic and was chatting with Arlo Jansen back in the barn. Mm -hmm. Um, and he notoriously hates having his picture taken. (laughs) (laughs) And he has been known to take cameras and throw them across barns. I mean, like really does not, but he is, very graphically interesting and has a you know very interesting past so and as you know it has a lot of influence with a lot of people over a lot of decades and so i asked him i was like hey can i take you know i'd had my camera put away the whole time arlo can i just take one picture and he just growled at me and he said fine <laughs> and it was <laughs> literally in the middle of a barn in the middle of the worst lighting possible. And I put my camera up, thankfully had the right settings on. Cause I was already taking pictures back there. I had one snap and he goes, okay, you had your one, you're done. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, the likelihood of that actually having turned out is slim to none. <laughs> um, but that image um, ended up uh, winning ridiculous number of awards on through PPA it was one of the top um one of the top 150 in the country um out of millions of entries and it's funny because so many of my friends from a long time ago had said um how did you get that guy to come did he come into the studio how did you pay him all this kind of stuff And I'm like um
1: (laughs) (laughs) this guy didn't want me to take his picture
2: (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) But um, we ended up selling um, prints of that image and the um, award, the postings for those went to the Colvin Scholarship through Angus um, that year. And so it's, and we had so many people when we put that out there say, I really need a print of that. You know, Arlo was around the whole time we were growing up. And I have a weird thing about I don't sell prints with people in them.
3: Mm -hmm, Right. Because
2: I feel like that's just a, I mean, other than show pictures, obviously, but like just, you know, a portrait seems to me like a weird thing to sell. <laughs> and so I talked to Arlo and I was like, Hey, what do you want me to do? I mean, people want this picture. They wanted a to print. Um, and I just, I couldn't, I, and I, and we didn't, we didn't keep any proceeds from it. We just, you know, covered our printing costs and, you know, did a limited edition of that and sold out quickly.
3: That's
0: wow. the last time. We- Quick break in the action with an incredible episode with an incredible person. But we need to tell you about the 2020 Stock Talk Podcast Show Tour brought to you by Honor Show Feeds. Folks, first stop is the exposition in Indianapolis, Indiana. The show will go on, and the show tour is the brand new thing in the industry that we're excited to launch out in 2020. This is the first stop of many, folks. Be Stay tuned on our social media channels and our website for more information. The 2020 Stock Talk Podcast Show Tour brought to you by Parina, Honor Show Feeds is happening very soon. Explain a little bit on um, the awards. How does that work? I mean, do you just kind of submit it to an organization and then it's voted on? Or how how does that, how do you maintain uh, or get some of those awards, I guess?
2: Okay. So Professional Photographers of America, which if you are a photographer out there listening to this podcast, you need to join professional photographers of America. It is um, an organization I've been involved with for a long, long time. They provide um, not only the international print competitions, but insurance and um, indemnification insurance, lawyers for copyright, all of that kind of stuff is all provided through membership in this. And it is just a huge, I mean, we had, I had a camera that got kicked over (laughs) off of a tripod Viable and broke a twenty five hundred dollar lens, and it cost me a hundred dollars. And they sent me a new one.
0: Wow! That's wow!
2: Insurance it is. So um, it's worth it as far as that one goes. Um, but uh, for oh, shoot, I want to say it's been like seventy five years. They're on seventy five years of the International Print Competition. Um, what it is is every professional photographer um, who is a member, which has the opportunity to submit four images a year to a district competition. Um, And then out of those, they, you either merit um, at the, which is you have to score 85 points or higher or 80 points or higher to merit um, at a print competition. And then out of those um, to the international print competition, you either merit or you loan at that, and to loan, it has to get voted on um, by a panel of judges that say yes, this is a loan image, and then those loan images are exhibited in a number of um, venues over the course of that year. Mm. Um, but there are, I want to say, out of the original pool, there's um, between two and three million images submitted. Jeez, wow. um, there are eight hundred and fifty loan images every year. Out of that, and we've had—I need to count. I don't know how many merit images we've had. I've had at least a few merit images every year. Um, I've had eleven images though over the course of my career.
0: Wow, wow, that's amazing. That's but, awesome.
2: And we don't submit anything that's not an AG images over the last ten.
1: Wow, um, that's really cool. So
2: that's you know, I, I we still do of some other photography. We still do some weddings and stuff like that. But I've really made it. We made the commitment that if I'm going to enter, I'm going to enter agriculture only images, um, which makes it a little bit harder, (laughs) Right, they're all judged on, um, tech excellence, lighting, originality, storytelling. Um, there's a lot of elements that goes into those. So,
1: well, what a, what an awesome way to share the agriculture story too, through an image. Uh, that's really neat. Um, what, so when it comes to like, uh, you know, the, the copywriting and, and the kind of the legality side of, of, of imaging, I guess, because I'm, I know that there's lots of aspiring photographers out there, um, especially in this livestock, um, the show stock industry that we're in. So when it comes to that kind of stuff um, is being involved in that professional photographer, you know, is that just kind of the end all be allers, or there, there are there other ways that, that you would kind of explore doing some of that stuff?
2: Um, there are, I think that's a good starting point because it's a good business starting point for a photographer period, whether you're doing livestock, whether you're doing, and, and, you know, we take ourselves seriously as professional photographers and not just quote unquote livestock photographers. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of tools available through PPA, um, but then there's also tools available through um, professional livestock um, or ad communicators. There's a lot of um, online support groups. There's a lot of um, LPC, which is um, Livestock Publications Council, um, is a great tool, um, not just for livestock photographers, but for people who are doing ad communications as a whole. Um, also, you know, Tap into your local universities, tap into K-State, tap into OSU, tap into Texas Tech. These have amazing programs that that can teach you at least the basics of things. Um, And then intern with people. That's another thing we suggest highly is intern with people who are who have successful photography businesses and learn the legalities and learn the ins and outs and learn um, learn exactly what copyright is. Um, learn exactly what, uh, you know, what the appropriate parts are, because the last thing you want to do is get yourself in legal trouble. Right, um, right. And there is a lot of that out there that people think, Oh, if I can just grab it off of a Facebook page, or if I can grab it off of the internet, we're fine. Which the likelihood of you getting caught with some of that stuff is not, not high, but it's also not right.
1: Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's one of the subjects, uh, you know, we, we've kind of talked about too, is um, when we had Brad Hook on was, you know, the people taking watermarked images um, and stuff like that off the internet. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's something that, uh, you know, we, we have here on this, on this discussion board too. So we'll get to that later, but that, that definitely, (laughs) I think is involved in, in all this. So.
0: Yeah. Before we get into our first segment, I do want to touch on the, um, you know, we've got a lot of show livestock people on here and maybe they've met you at the backdrop. Hopefully that'd be a good place to meet a photographer. Uh, But what are some of the best livestock that you've ever pictured before? Rather it be at a backdrop or maybe out in pasture or whatever uh, that you can think of at the top of your, top of your head?
2: Oh, so when you outline, this was one and I had 50 come into my head. So I... (laughs) figure it out and narrow it down. We've been so blessed to be able to photograph some of the best stock in the country period. Um, and that's an honor and a blessing. Um, but I have to say one of the, probably some of the best stock that we've photographed is stock. We can't talk about very much. Um, we do a lot of work for trans ovigenetics. Um, and so we have opportunity to see, some of these breed changing females, uh, um, you know, and be able to photograph them in pasture and clones. Um, some of the bulls that you know and love that we've had the opportunity to photograph as babies, um, you know, just some of the stuff that they work on and do on the dairy side, um, just the amazing, um, collection of phenomenal stuff. And of course, you know, I talked to Sarah and we can't divulge who owns what or anything like that, but I can tell you, which was unfortunate. Cause I was like, Charles, can I talk about this? And he's like, I don't think we can talk about that. But so it's <laughs> assured some of the best stuff and it's shown up in ads for them and it's shown up in ads for, um, but we just under our confidentiality agreement can't say, Oh, I photographed X as a clone at, um, right. Transova, unfortunately, right. Um, right. um, The second most memorable, I guess, um, 2016 Kansas State Fair, Um, female Grand Drive, Heifer Grand Drive. Um, There were either five or six national champions um, from junior nationals in that Grand Drive. And every single one of those are breed changers right now, Um, from limousine to Angus to it was just i mean just standing there and i can't remember if it was i think scott bush judged that that year and him just standing there going (laughs) i mean yeah just i have no idea
1: yeah at that point as as an evaluator you're almost sitting there and all just like taking it in you're just studying you're (laughs) just studying what they are versus like trying to find your favorite
2: yeah because i think because we do a top five in kansas but um I know that it had to have been six because he left the national champion at, and wow. that, which is unbelievable. Yeah. So it was, it was just, it was one of those years and it, you just were floored by the level of quality all in one space. Um, and it, it is neat to go back now since it was about four years ago four or five years ago and know, you know, all of these that are winning and all of these that are, you know, heifer calves now, um, are you know, every single one of those females is producing at an extreme rate.
1: That's cool. That so I mean, awesome. that was
2: the year I think um, the Larissa Cow of Ratliff's won. Mm. So, yep. and, and once Kansas State Fair. So it was that year. Um, I think Nichols had the semi-heifer that won junior nationals that year. Um, I can't even remember, but I there, it was just one of those things where you were just there. You couldn't say anything.
1: Right. Because
2: yeah. Because every single one of them was so good.
1: That's cool. That's so cool. Well, and what's even what's even more neat about all this is the fact that, you know, you did not grow up with a, with a show stock background at all. Right. But over the course of time, you've been able to go in and see like, whoa, I just pictured something that is going to make a big difference in this industry.
2: Right. Well, and it's kind of we always tease. It's kind of one of those God things, too, where it was, you know, um, to be. You know, when you grow up with stock and you have an innate ability to see something, you just take it for granted. I would never have known that I see stock if I was, you know. And it's funny because Charles, uh, when we go and look for our own stock, um, he knows that I can, I tend to be able to see structure forward better than he can. And I don't know if that's from a background and knowing lines and being very <laughs>
3: but. oriented.
2: Um, you know he gets caught up in things that he really likes. You know, small like details on something he likes, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's great, but I don't think that pin placement is right. So that's never going to work. And mm. he's just growls. <laughs> <rousing. laughs>
0: that's <laughs> but- funny. There's a lot of truth to that. I mean, I see it with Emily, my fiance, and she's not a pig girl. She's uh, more of on the commercial cattle side, but she'll pick things up that I'm like, oh, you know what? I missed that. Uh, just yeah. just so in awe of a really good attribute of of livestock that that may have and and she'll be like, You see her front foot? I'm like, wow oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's no Now I do. Thanks. Yeah. And time for Carl gets hung
2: up where he's just like, Oh my gosh, look at the you know, look at the front end on that one or you know, like and I'm like, Yeah, but she's tighten her hawk and yeah. that's you know <laughs> Stuff like that. She's she's missing that stride on that right side already, and that's not yeah. going to get better.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's like, oh, I guess so. <laughs>
1: so, absolutely, oh, that's funny. So, um, now now we've talked about all the cool things that happen, but what are some of the most crazy, memorable stories that you could share from from your time behind the camera? And this does not have to just be livestock, because I mean there. I would sure bet there's some ballerina experiences that were probably pretty interesting too.
2: Oh, I think maybe honestly, some of the crazier experiences were some of the ballet ones. Okay. I'll start off with the ballet one. Um, I had the opportunity to do, um, and I'd been working with this company down in Mississippi for a number of years, Um, worked closely with the artistic directors um, and the dancers and I'm, as bossy with picturing those as I would be with picturing cattle. And I'm sure that's where that came from. Um, (laughs) Because you have to make sure that, you know, a toe is pointed and the shoulders down and the arms are right. And you have an eighth of a second to catch it. Um, Especially when they're doing things like jumping. Um, And one of the artistic directors was part of the photo shoot. And I heard myself saying, all right, You need to point your toe. You're turned in. You're, you know, gotta get that shoulder down. And I'm like, I am telling somebody from Austria who's been a professional dancer, and (laughs) I'm just like in my head going, "What am I doing?" (laughs) (laughs) But then he's like, "Okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it."
3: That's that's (laughs) hilarious. And it's
2: funny because I think, especially at the backdrop, that experience does actually translate because sometimes. Especially with hogs and cattle, you have an eighth of a second to catch just the right image. Yeah. I mean, we're not even talking a full second. You're talking about and everything has to be right. So you have to be able to evaluate from, you know, nose to tail, whereas like in a dancer, from fingertip to the bottom of their toes, like that everything has to be in the right place at the right time and you have eight to catch it. Wow. And I think that's even more, more true in hogs than it is in cattle. Um but cattle too. There's some of them where it's just like, you just got to wait for it. They're going to pop that head up just a little bit yeah. more. Or they're going to, you know, bring that nose down, but it has to be right from the very tip of their nose to the very end of their tail.
0: That's where the and shutter, cool. is that what they call shutter? And a bunch of <laughs> shots all at once.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I think sometimes with, especially with backdrop photography, when you do that though, you're not attention
0: to the details yeah yeah it's always um, funny when we get pictures taken professionally you can hear that camera just go nuts oh when it yeah. when it's just about right and it just starts firing rapid yep. uh sure,
1: that was a that was an impressive shutter speed. well I,
0: I tried you know it was more like between machine gun and maybe shutter
1: speed yeah, yes. say about that, <laughs> a little yeah, more yeah. machine gun <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. well we there's can jump yeah no there's not yeah. Okay. Now, now let's, let's go livestock. You see any crazy yep. things happen?
2: Okay. Um, Oh, it, the thing is, is we go to all sorts of ranches and I, although I think one of the craziest things I saw happen was Matt, the walking into, uh, actually this would be a show deal. Um, ready to fit a steer and cut off shorts and a lay around his neck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing with that is, is we do, we, I love going and helping people tell their stories. And so for me, it maybe isn't as much funny as it is just listening to hear everybody's stories. Yeah. And it's funny because it's usually that, you know, the grandpa or the dad that doesn't even really necessarily want you to, they're like, I don't even understand why we need these pictures. You know, this is going to be a pain in the butt and this is going to be, uh, you know, taking time out to do this, but it's funny because those guys, the first time you ask them, tell me where that cow came from. You know, I saw the ear tag. It looks like it's out of, you know, such a bowl. and all of a sudden it doesn't matter who they are. Any old grumpy guy who's at a farm still loves talking about their cows
3: okay.
2: and, and you know, they'll start talking about that. And then they start talking about, you know, Well, when I was, you know, 10 years old and my grandfather on the same farm, you know, when they get into those stories and, um, and I think come not coming from a livestock background, I'm just so interested in hearing how everybody grew up and hearing about the history of these different places. Um, we had the opportunity to go to Bradley three in Texas, um, which is Mary Lou Bradley's place and listening to her story. And listening to her laugh about the memories that she's had and the hard times that they've gone through, um, where they went through droughts, where they almost had to close everything down. Um, but then being able to rebuild it up again is just, I mean, those are some of my most memorable times. Of course, then you've got all the times where, you know, you've got the best picture and then you have a bull turn on you and you're running. And trying <laughs> to get yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or uh, you know, I think oh, I can't even remember who it was. Um, had some help, and it was an acrobatic move I've ever seen. One of the girls going under the fence because she thought something might come at her, and so she runs and goes under the fence, and is just really acrobatic. And she stands up, and like <laughs> the steer is still just standing there looking at her, like, <laughs> <laughs> "What was <Yeah>. that?" <laughs>
3: And it's you
2: know just having the ability to laugh at everything that's going on um, is, although I think still I you know some of the best times from behind the camera aren't necessarily behind the camera. We've been a we've had the opportunity to photograph a lot of families from the beginning of the kids' show careers until the end. Oh wow! Um, and when you've seen those kids when they were really struggling as a little kid to winning at a grand drive. Um, and, you know, being a part of their, of their lives and being a part of their memories and knowing that, you know, as soon as they see me, they just want a great big hug. Oh, wow. is the best part of what I do.
0: Yeah. You know, there's nothing greater. I was actually, I was kind of flipping down through memory lane, I guess. I don't know why, but I just thought, you know what? I'm gonna go back to my mom's Facebook page and look through, like, photos from 2010. Why not? And yeah. that is exactly the moments that I had. I was like, wow, she captured some of the pigs that would not even be well today, <laughs> and but yeah. moments of you know me and my sister hugging and you know congratulating each other. The time that she beat me in showmanship, you know, all these memories start flooding back in. But when they're captured like that, man, you just you can't get enough of it. And I kept flipping through for another half hour, just looking at all of those, but I know exactly what you're talking about. And to have somebody like you to go from point A to point Z, um, my goodness, that would be awesome to have.
2: Uh, It's just, I think that's probably the biggest on and what we do is being able to, um, and that's part of the, you know, we, one of the best feelings I have is like a lot of the Kansas state fair families. You know, when we first started, they're like, yeah, we brought our camera to every show and we don't bring a camera anymore. We Mm -hmm. might have our cell phone
3: Mm
2: -hmm. like they depend on us for those memories now. Right. And it allows them to be present with their kids and with their families. They're not worried about getting that perfect picture for their memory book and for their for their 4-H book. They're worried about making the memories with their kids not necessarily capturing right which is
0: more important maybe i mean
3: Uh, at some point
0: the mom or the dad whoever's taking the pictures is technically out of the memory because it's not captured so that's that's a good point
2: yeah i mean engage be present you know you only get so you know my kids are are getting older and you only get so many years where they're doing these amazing
3: things
2: in the show ring right you know um engage, be a part of it, be present in it. That's probably, you know, and we take that responsibility very, very seriously. Um, and we talk about how winning and when we have our photographers, um, taking pictures, uh, we always remind them winning looks different for everybody. Uh We've got some great people who work for us who have been blessed with really, really good show careers. And I said, you know, it's going to be easy for you to try Picture, you know, take every picture of those first and second place animals. Right. But for some people, like when we're shooting the American Royal, you never know. It's, you know, this may be the first time they've been to a major or this may be the first time they've been to State Fair. And even if they list, say in second to last in class, it's a big deal.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And if you're, um, you know, or it might be the last heifer you got off of your grandfather's farm, you know. Right. Um, just memories and winning looks different for everybody. Um, you know, maybe grandma's at home watching and that's where, you know, things like Walton webcasting comes in um, that they can't get to those shows anymore. And right. so we are responsible for their memories. Yep. Um, and it's, it's, it, one of my favorite stories about that was oh, I, it was years ago. Um, I think it Kansas junior livestock show. And was this, you know, division of Angus heifers that had been going against each other all year long and they were all really good. And the top two had flip flopped a hundred times. And one of the girls who came out of the ring had gotten second in class, um, throws her showstick at her dad, throws the heifer at her mom and stomps off. Oh, boy. She's second in class and ended up. serve division. and, but she was so angry about it. And I turned my head and it's still, this is probably one of my favorite pictures too, just because of the story behind it. Um, I turned my head and the girl who had gotten third, um, and this is, I mean, probably a 12, 13 head class, a big class of Angus heifers. Um, the girl who had gotten third, they never stood that high and her dad had his arms stretched open and And gave her, you know, mom had tears running down her face, and just gave her the biggest hug. And they were so excited that she got third place. Wow! Um, And that's perspective. And this family ended up. I mean, they ended up. um, The girls were little at that point. Um, They ended up having a really good show career. Um, That was a good stepping off point for them. Um, They were like, yeah, we were third to two heifers that were champion and (laughs) reserving for
1: the entire year,
2: and they were. We're talking, these are heifers that, you know, were champion divisions at junior nationals. And this is a family who had just worked their hiney off all year um, with what they could afford. Yeah. So, but it's stuff like that, you know, just sometimes you just got to remember that there's perspective in all of it. And everybody started somewhere.
0: That's right. Right. So uh, we're going to move into our first segment. We call topics from a hat. Just be
1: nice. Don't take my talent to just be nice. Folks, Topics from a Hat is brought to you by our friends at Fierce Threads. And we heard those words spoken by Mr. Will Winner at Denver. And like many of you, our folks at Big Paul Lifestyle Company were inspired. We all know that suicide is not an easy subject to talk about and it can be scary to confront. But by encouraging each other to be nice, We can make a difference, a meaningful difference. So, Big Paul partnered with the winners to bring Be Nice Apparel to our industry as a way to inspire acts of kindness and raise money to support the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. The line of apparel boldly asks you to be nice, but it takes a step further. The semicolon shaped used to share Will's inspirational words means a great deal. In the fight to combat suicide. It's used to show that this is not the end of a sentence. It's not the end of a life. Just a moment to pause and consider the possibilities that lie ahead. And in these moments of darkness and uncertainty, will you be there with a kind word? Will you reach out and extend an offer of friendship? Will you choose to be kind? The Be Nice line of apparel is available for a limited time, and you can shop the Be Nice collection at www.bigpaullifestyle.com.
0: This one comes from Andrea on Instagram. She sent us a message. So, uh, the topic this time is her. She says, My husband and I try to take pictures of our calves every year, and it always turns into an argument. I would like to know and get your thoughts on how we can make this process more enjoyable. Or do we just hire a professional? Boy, I hear this story a lot when it comes to picturing livestock. So we have a professional with us. What's your thoughts on that, Heidi?
2: Oh, so we have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, (laughs) I hear this so many times. Um, I've got a couple of different thoughts on that. Um, The first one is, if you know, if you're good behind a camera and you know a camera and you know what you're doing, by all means, take your own pictures But if you're going to (laughs) um, treat it like it's a big deal, Um, be prepared, be organized, have enough help. Um, I think sometimes people, my husband and I are just going to run out and we're going to shoot 20 head of heifers, just him and I. And that is always a recipe for disaster (laughs) Um, or at least at very best a test to marital bliss (laughs) Um, because if you're going to do it you know make sure even if you're not going to hire a professional photographer in to come especially if you're only doing like eight to ten head or something like that um, get one of the kids down there you know in your county get a couple of people to come help Make sure they're, you know, if you're going to get frustrated if they don't look the way you want them to, but you want to make sure they look the way you want them to before you take the picture. Right. Um, Make sure you have enough help, have somebody to get ears, have somebody to, you know, be pushing them through and having them ready. Um, I mean, even with me, photo, you know, when I'm photographing stuff, when Melissa's photographing stuff, when Kylo's photographing stuff, the best that we can do is you can only do so much if you don't have enough or have the right help.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: If you don't have the right, you know, people getting ears, if you don't have the right people getting them ready um, you know, if you're going to try to take pictures of bulls who haven't seen people um, you know, if they've been in a feed yard and then you just pulled them out to, to get them pictured, they're going to try to take somebody. So, you know, being prepared from the beginning through the end and having them around people and having them around expecting, to not take everybody out in the in the picture pen is always a good start.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and having somebody back there getting them ready um, and, you know, make sure that they, you know, these these animals have seen a shoot a couple of times and they've seen, you know, where they're getting pictured a couple of times and have enough room and things like that. That being said, um, there are a number of people who are we for who are very good behind the camera. And the only reason we come is to save their marital.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um,
2: it is, you know, sometimes worth, and if you're, but especially if you don't know what you're doing with the camera and you're just fiddling around with it, you will make up in your sale price what it costs you to have a professional photographer plus some. I yeah. would say if you have somebody professional come in, um, you're going to break even on that cost just because those pictures are going to be need to be from the angle they need to be at, um, you know, and then plus, you know, plus some, but I say, you know, you're not going to lose money by having a professional photographer come in and you might not might, you will save your peace of mind. Now, if you have a family that works awesome together, um, by all means, you should be doing it yourselves. Um, especially if you don't have a lot. Um, but you know, again, and just, You have to treat each other as professionals then almost too. I mean, this is your business, you know, whether you're selling, no matter what you're selling um, whether it's hogs, whether it's cattle, whether it's sheep or goats, this is your business. And if you're trying to sell it, you need to treat it as such, which means you need to treat the picture pen as a professional space, which means even, you know, just like these kids being homeschooled, don't be mean to your teacher. Mm. Um, even if she's your mom, (laughs) you know, same rules apply. Um, I'd like my children to listen to this podcast for that (laughs) part. Uh, Um, but, uh, you know, don't treat, if your mom is taking the pictures, don't treat her any different than you would treat me or Kyla if we were coming in. Right. You know, um, I think that would be probably my biggest advice is, is, you know, treat it like a business. Right. Treat it serious.
0: And if the pictures sell the livestock. I, and like you said, I don't care what it is, but there should be no, ah, that's good enough. Because if you're doing that, then you're going to get an average price or below. Um, yeah. And you, what you said about you're going to break even on what you pay a professional, that yeah. couldn't be more true. Um, because you might, even, you might even make more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I can, <laughs> usually in some make more. I
2: can usually guarantee people that they'll break even what they paid me.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And, you know,
2: if, you know, if something doesn't look right going through the first time and I don't, and I don't know, not everybody does this. I usually try to pad a day, um, one for weather, two for, you know, just, sometimes stuff just doesn't look right the first day.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you could say, Hey, you know what? We're going to re-rack that. We're going to do her again tomorrow. You know, we've got a mm-hmm. good picture. I know she's got a better one in her Yeah. or sometimes, you know, people are like that is the best heifer we have and she does not look right today. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do her tomorrow.
0: Yep. Totally happens. Yep. And it's not be, that's the livestock fault, not the herdsman's fault, not anybody's fault. It's just I, I agree. Where the the it's cloudy or something weird or yeah, that's yeah. a good that's a good point, you know. Always and I think too uh where it becomes an argument is we got to get it done today. We have to get it done today. Mm-hmm. We're in a hurry. We got to rush. Anything in a hurry is never good, right? especially when you're involved in livestock. Um, that's that's never a good, good recipe. But
2: yeah. And that's just that again goes to planning an organization. Yeah. I mean, you know when your sale is going to be, you know, when you need the pictures done, you know, when you need the videos done. And for most people, you need to be planning that out and saying, hey, we have a sale next time. Six months before then, we need to be booking a photographer out. Yeah. You know. Right. And saying, hey, can you guys come in for a day or two here? And, you know, with us, a lot of times we'll come in and do the sale photos, but then we're going to do, you know, we may stay for a couple of days and we're going to do staff photos and we're going to do some ranch photos so that you have stuff, you know, for website, for Facebook use, for, you know, you have to, you have stuff for the rest of the year, not just during sales time. You don't have the engagement on your face.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Good question Andrea. Thanks for sending that one in. Uh definitely a topic that I'm pretty sure you're not the only one that has.
1: <laughs> so Yeah, for sure. for sure. So for those that um are the the uh, aspiring photographers, this is this is maybe a good good time to pay attention and uh get off your phone or whatever you're doing while listening to us. Um so we know that th- there's folks young and old really out there um who do dream of becoming <laughs> A livestock photographer and and want uh want the hobby to be more of a profession at some point in time um what what advice do you give them
2: First thing I would say is um know your camera, figure out what camera you have read the manual um <laughs> every time I get a new camera now and I've been doing this my first professional camera was a film camera the four word film cameras. <laughs> Um, but you had to know how your camera worked when you were doing film or you wouldn't get the right picture. I mean, you just didn't, you had to know how exposure worked. You had to know how your, all your settings worked. Um, And I would say that's always, you know, when I get a new camera now, first thing I do is I read the manual front to back because I want to know what new bells and whistles are on it and things like that. Um, Be creative would be another one. Um, You need to find, I, I think that would be kind of opening your mind up and opening your creativity up um, and just shoot like you wouldn't believe. I think, you know, going around um, where you live, going around um, the more you can't just say, I want to be a photographer. It's a lot of planning that goes into it, and there's a lot of um, practice that goes into it, there's a lot of learning that goes into it if you want to do it well. Um, also, I would say seek out internships. Um, there are a number of them out there. We offer five a year, um, five different internship possibilities. Um, and I think, you know, learn from people that, ha- that, that are successful. Um, I had the opportunity early on in my career to work with two extraordinary photographers that were gracious enough. that. Um, The first one I interned with, um, he was an unbelievable technician with a camera. Um, I mean, to camera lighting, that was where my studio photography days started. Um, But I had to know in and out exactly how those cameras and lights and lighting worked and how many stops you had to be on this and what your exposure needed to be on that. Um, And then the second one I actually shared a studio with for five years um, was a beta tester for Photoshop still is. And he, um, was able to work with him and glean. And I think just being open, um, to what you want to learn. Um, but spending the time with those two really is what inspired our internship program. Um, to be honest, because I feel like if we're blessed enough to, um, be doing well, um, it's our responsibility to, uh, to be able to teach the new generation, um, kind of what the ins and outs of that are, um, and to help them use their cameras, and to help them learn about um, to learn about Photoshop, to learn about social media, to learn about—I almost said social distancing. Good <laughs> God!
1: It is a buzzword <laughs> right now.
2: I know. Um, but to learn about all of those things and. Yeah. And so I, I would say, you know, and there's internships from writing for, at, at a lot of different places. Um, a lot of the breed associations have internships. Um, I don't I think there's some of the other photographers um, have internships. We have ones that cover Oklahoma Youth Expo, American Royal, state fairs, junior national season, exposition and summer type conference. Um, so it's kind of like whatever you're interested in, but it's also um we only have one or two people that consistently work on our staff that haven't gone through our internship
3: program. Wow, that's so, cool.
2: And it's kind of neat to be able to look out there now and see um, people who are working for breed associations, people who are working for major publications, um, people who are marketing directors at different companies who started through our internship program. Um, and that's really, really fun to see.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, anybody listening out there, be be progressive on how you, uh, how you take your next step and what better way to do it with a company who is doing it the best, um, best out there. So, again, find them on social media. I'm sure uh, they'll be posted out there. Get
1: a hold of those guys. We're pausing again because if you have not visited stocktalk-podcast.com yet and looked at the scholarship that we are offering to those eligible applicants that are ages 16 to 21 as of January 1st, 2020, please do so and send all those kids that are uh, within that age range, uh, and kids and young young adults, I should I should say young adults because that's what they are, go check it out um, because Trevor and I put this idea together uh, through the inspiration of a good friend of ours, Mr. Luke Ziegler, uh, and we decided that uh, what a way to give back for us, Um, but more importantly, what a way to help other aspiring youth and young adults in our industry uh, get off to a little bit of a head start. So the winner of this uh, Stock Talk Build Your Legacy Scholarship will receive a $1,000 and a feature on a future episode of ours. So head over to stocktalk-podcast.com And check out all the things necessary to apply, which there aren't very many. um, And let us know how we can help. We'd love to chat with you. And we're so looking forward to the conclusion of this. Applications must be submitted by midnight, May 29th, 2020. All right, folks, back to the show. We kind of talked about this next topic
0: before uh, earlier in the conversation, but we want to discuss more on your opinion of people using photos with watermarks for their personal use. And I thought it was really cool. I'm a big social media junkie, and I kind of notice what everybody's doing. And you kind of opened up to anybody who wanted to use it for their own profile picture or whatever, they could definitely use that, but couldn't use it for commercial use. So let's navigate that and maybe share your opinions and maybe people don't realize what they're doing when they do it. Uh, So what's your opinion on uh, the watermarks and and how people are using them?
2: Well, I would say um, anything that we put on our Facebook page that has the smaller watermark and stuff on there, we want you to share that. We want you to, you know, tag like it, share it, all of that kind of stuff. Um, because part of that is, is us just representing those shows, mm-hmm. um, and you, and, um, and I usually says that on there, Hey, please tag. And, you know, just don't print it. Those are, and honestly, you can't print those anyway because there's downsides. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it will be a bad print and it will look good or bad on both of us. Um, but I think what you're referring to probably more so than that is, um, from shows what I, that, that, um, the ones that have the bigger watermark on them that people screenshot off of, um, off of the people's websites and stuff like that. Um, all of us have those watermarked, you know, from us to Lindy to everybody. Um, and I think, uh, there's some misconceptions about what, um, what photographers do. Um, I know that we've run into some of that. I think there's a misconception that uh, we get paid by shows to be there, which um, there may be one or two um, like junior national type of situations where um, the association will sells the pictures on their own website. So they'll pay the photographer to be there. Um, I believe Charlay and Angus are both that way. But I think for the most part, everybody else, has um they're not being paid to be at those shows and they're provide um they're providing staff they're providing um people who are you know doing the image management to get them up fast there you know we've also got you know there's just a lot of back end expense that I think people don't see and I think they, there's an assumption out there that well you know the shows are paying these guys a bunch of money to be there we should just have all of these pictures for free which isn't the case. And I just think that's a misconception um, more so than anything else. Um, And man, we want you guys to go look through all of the pictures on our website, but we have, um, and we've taken a very diligent role on if we're going to ask you guys to buy the pictures and especially if we're going to ask you guys to not take pictures at the backdrops while we're taking them, we're going to have those up in a hurry. Like I, unless we hit a, absolute brick wall with internet speed, which for the most part, we feel that out ahead of time. So we know what we're doing, what we're dealing with. Um, we get those pictures up within a few hours of their, t- them being taken. And I know, especially on the hog side, there's been times where people will get that picture taken and they'll have it in there. They'll, they'll be up, um, before people ever even hit the pen.
3: Yeah. I yeah. Mean,
2: That's you know, but if but if we're asking you know people to get those pictures, then it's our responsibility to have them up quickly um, and have them up in a you know a good high quality image up for you guys in a hurry. Um, But I think you know there's also a misconception too. I mean, like our we have prints that start at ten bucks, and we've tried to make sure that You know, we have package pricing for a lot of stuff um, so that it doesn't. But I think you know you wouldn't expect to walk up to Sullivan's or Weaver's and, um, say, Hey, I'm just going to use half a can of this and then I'm going to give it back, (laughs) but I'm not actually going to,
0: that's a good comparison. (laughs) Yes. Very good. (laughs) And people would
2: never think twice of that. You know, it's like, Oh no, I'm just going to use this to promote it because we were excited to be there, but I'm never going to buy the picture. Yeah. Right. No. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's, probably where I stand on that. I mean, we're so excited and so happy when the people love the pictures.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: Um, We'd love it even more if y'all purchased them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, And seriously, like the ones that you'd screenshot off of stuff like that, the resolution is bad. You have a huge watermark over it. Right. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you have 20 million things going on in the picture that don't need to be there. And it's not the best representation of you or Of your stock or of your, you know, production either. So,
1: absolutely. Well, um, that brings us to our our next segment because I think we we uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse. In other words, buy the pictures. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Buy the pictures. Um, But our next segment is one that I think I'm I'm most interested to get your take on. smash social smash is brought to you by brad howell ford I just noticed on facebook that Br- baxter howell is actually building a house so cool. congratulations and good luck to you sir um and for that reason i'm telling you to go to brad Hal ford and buy some trucks so he could pay uh <laughs> pay for that house that he's building so uh kokomo indiana great customer service award-winning uh opportunities there with those folks at brad howell ford so Uh, Heidi, this, uh, this segment is, uh, where we discuss our biggest social media, um, or industry pet peeves. And so for that, I'm going to turn it over to you. What do you got for us? I'm really anxious.
2: All right. Well, you're going to think I'm a goody two shoes, but, um, I actually get pretty upset about it. Um, my biggest social media pet peeve is negativity. Mm -hmm. Um, especially between people i you know what we charles and i were talking about is if you don't have the guts to stand up at the biggest concert you've ever been to with the person in front of you on a microphone and tell them what you're about to post on social media about them maybe you shouldn't say it Mm. because that's where your reach is and and i think just negativity in general there's we all have problems and we all have issues and we all have, you know, and there's a difference between, you know, asking for help and, you know, being, you know, things being serious. And I'm not upset about that kind of stuff, but if you're going to be just negative and if you're going to bash people or you're going to be, you know, awful to somebody on social media, just why there's enough negativity in this world in general, there's enough, in fighting and competition and all that kind of stuff Um, in the show ring. We have an opportunity with social media to build people up, to be positive, to, uh, you know, and especially like for us where we have a really big platform, you can make choices. You can make choices in your life in general. Our choice is always to be positive. Um, And sometimes it's easier than others but that's life. Sometimes being positive just is easier or is, you know, not as easy as being negative. Um, but yeah, that's probably my biggest social media pet peeve Mm -hmm. industry pet peeve is there's enough stuff going on cattle and hog prices, you know, whether it's, you know, the weather, whether it's drought, whether it's, we have so many negative things that we can't control. Mm -hmm. Um, and that goes for in the ring or being at a show, but not just on social media is the ability to choose to be kind and choose to be generous. That's one thing, you know, having a dad as a pastor, yeah, he <laughs> always, he always, he said, you know, there, there are a few things in this world that you have a chance to control. Um, you have a chance to control um, how you react to something. I mean, bad things can happen. How do you react? Um, and you can see that with a lot of this COVID-19 stuff, how um, some people are reacting. You know, you can choose to see I'm at home with my family. Um, we're all facing a lot of things and a lot of difficulties and a lot of frustrations. I mean, all of us have stuff that's, you know, we're like sitting on pins and needles. Do we have junior nationals this summer? Do mm-hmm. we have exposition this summer? Do we have summer type conference this summer? I mean, like everybody's at such an unknown Um that I think everybody's kind of on pins and needles about that, um and we can choose to be negative about it, or you can choose to be positive um and be hopeful right <laughs> and deal with things step by day day by day as they come. um another thing that he's always said that um you have enough regrets in this world, you will never regret doing the right thing, and you will never regret being kind mm-hmm. um you just won't. And it can, it's not always the thing to do, but, um, and whether that's on social media or whether that's just in your life with your family, um, man, sometimes you just can't take those nasty words back and you know, you're angry and you're upset and you know, you're on social media and the next morning you're like, man, I really shouldn't have done that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No,
3: Yeah.
2: you know, and you very suddenly if you're in a you know if you're going to post something that's you know congratulatory to somebody you're not going to regret that
0: no not at if all if you're going
2: to post something that you know hey good job hey you know this amazing stuff is going on in our industry when have you ever regretted that post
3: yep right now, now. if
2: you're going to make you know put a p- picture online of a you know kid having a hard time in the ring yeah you know You don't know what's going on. You
0: know, I love what you said about being at the concert. I think at times we don't really think about the power of social media because we sit behind the keyboard or your phone and all we see is, uh, you know, whatever Facebook says, what's happening today or whatever. And then you just sit there and type it in. You don't think about who's going to see it. You know, it's going to be out there. But you don't think about the thousands, possibly millions of people who are going to a glance across that. Mm-hmm. So put a visual on that folks. What Heidi just said, if you're sitting in the middle of a concert, would you say that same thing? Um but yeah, I'm so with you there. Got to have more positivity in a time of uncertainty we need it the most. And I've said that a couple times in the past, but be nice, as I say at the Fear Threads Big Paul. Just be nice. Yeah, they put it on th- nice. on a t-shirt. So now this is exactly. something uh when we talked about uh going along with the positivity. Uh I think I've seen more strides in livestock photography, and really anything photography is amazing to me. So, where do you see the future of livestock photography headed?
2: And I think the sky's the limit. I think that in this age, everything that we do is so visually based, and everything we do, even if even though we're in the middle. Of you know, this technological era, we still want to be connected. We still want to see each other. We still want to see what, you know, what things are going on. And I think more so than even it was 15 years ago, you know, selling livestock, viewing livestock, livestock shows are such a visual thing. And I think anytime you put a cap on that or you put a lid on that and say, this is exactly where it's going to head you're boxing yourself in I think that there's so many opportunities and so many creative things that you haven't thought of yet
3: right honestly
2: um and I think just being open to um different things that we can do and different ideas and different creative um ways to market um god you you just can't you can't put a limit on it or a box on it and I think all of the mediums we have now, and you know the mediums we don't even know about yet. Nope. Um, you know, if you say in five years, what's gonna, what's this all gonna look like? Oh, we don't know.
3: <laughs> don't
2: know. Yeah, I mean, did we all think that we were gonna be sitting on a podcast five years ago?
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> nope.
2: Um, and that this would be such a big deal. And I mean, we listen to you guys all the time because you know I drive a lot. <laughs> 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 but you know y'all make my drives 10% of the people on your on your podcast that's always funny to listen to their um to their experiences and the way that they think about things and you know maybe a little different than the way they think about things when we're having a beer so yep. right like, or yep. maybe more exactly the same way yeah
1: yep um What's, what's cutting edge right now? What's, what's like the coolest thing uh, going on oh, in the photography world?
2: I, I don't even, there's, you know, I think there's so many things that we can do within, um, especially on the graphic design side of things
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, through Photoshop and illustrator and stuff like that. And there's just every single day, there's something new and creative that you can do and you can learn. Um, I think and I don't want to be too and un- I think TikTok is absolutely hysterical
1: oh, and, I think- <laughs> Trevor and I Trevor and I actually were talking about this the other day uh we don't have any videos posted but we do have a stock talk TikTok mostly just because it's kind of fun to say
2: uh, we have a legacy livestock TikTok which is almost as much fun to say yeah we don't have anything posted yet either but I'm like okay junior nationals exposition this has to be a thing maybe we need to do a stock talk TikTok uh
0: Yes. Legacy. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do okay, it. Okay. Which
2: one of you guys is learning the dance then?
0: No. Uh, I'll leave that to Trevor. Uh, yeah. It, it's for a laugh, right? Whatever. If I'm the butt of my own joke, <laughs> let's know, do right? it.
2: <laughs> I think that, and I again I think you're looking at stuff that's positive and fun. Um you know, and I think that there's just the technology we have now is makes it available for us to um make things available so much faster. Um, then we could in the past, honestly, the fact that we got fiber internet into our house, we can upload, um, not that we're home, all day, <laughs> but <laughs> we are right now. Um, yeah. but you know, we can upload 1500 pictures in five minutes.
1: Wow. jeez, that's awesome. full full
2: resolution. I mean, we can do upload videos in a nanosecond, which is we, I mean, things that would have taken us days, even five years ago, right? we can get done in the morning now. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and just, and honestly for us, it's been fun because I'm doing things and we always try to do a lot of, um, continued learning stuff throughout the year anyway. Um, but you know, we're looking more into some of these, uh, web tutorials and that's another thing that's available through ppa i mean stuff that i've really wanted to get into but really haven't had the time
3: mm-hmm.
2: to mess with too much um on the creative side so i would say look for some new fun interesting stuff from us especially on the graphics side because i think we're i'm i because honestly i have the time to delve into it a little bit right now yeah <laughs> so
0: Well, we appreciate uh, so far. It's been another incredible episode. We always, I would love to hear just the stories, especially like yours, as untraditional start and all that. But looking back on your time as uh, you know in your profession and even not in the livestock industry, growing up into it in your adult life, what has the show stock industry taught you and some (laughs) of the lessons you've learned?
2: Oh, that is it's such an awesome question, but. For us, I think, or for me, not growing up in this, um, Charles and I, which a lot of people I don't know, know our second, both second marriages. So we both came into um, our marriage with children already. Um, so I was your stereotypical suburban <laughs> mom and when my kids were really little and um, I bought, you're gonna, people are going to throw stuff through their radio at me, I bought the organic stuff and I bought, (laughs) you know, the, all of the no GMO and you know, or, you know, because it sounds right. And that's the thing I think that people need to remember is people who are buying that stuff, honestly, they market better than we do sometimes. (laughs) Uh, Because at the end of the day, people want to do what's best for their kids. They want to do what's best for their families. And they don't understand, um, the realities of production agriculture. Um, and so kind of being able to step. And I think that more so than almost anything is it's made me learn how to take a step back in everything
3: mm-hmm.
2: and say, what is, what is driving this person to do this? What is driving um, somebody? And honestly, usually, I mean, and there are mean people out there. There just are. Um, But for the most part, people want to do things that are right. And they want to do things um, that they feel like are healthy. um, And they just don't have all the information. And I think that goes for almost anything. Um, The more people that we talk to um, from when I was growing up, from my family from the ballerinas who still follow us religiously even Mm. on legacy um is you know they talk about you know oh well should I definitely be drinking this non-gmo orange juice and I'm like well the walmart orange juice is non-gmo too so um you know (laughs) just the things that people don't know um Mm -hmm. but I think too people make tend to make snap judgments even you know in the show ring and um in, in all of our segments of life, and trying to take a step back and say, okay, well, what is what is making that person do that? What is their driving force? Is their driving force to be evil and mean, or is there something more? And you know, that's another thing when you have a dad who is um, military, <laughs> he will also say, you know, ninety nine percent of conflicts in the world, period, are made out of misunderstanding. Uh. communications. Um, and so I think, um, kind of just the dichotomy of that, but also knowing, I mean, I can't begin to tell you how the stock show industry has affected our life, has affected my life, um, coming into it late. Um, we had the opportunity, um, our daughter has had a very successful show career. Um, she was ungodly shy, Uh, When she started showing, I mean, painfully shy, would not talk to strangers. Anybody who knows her now knows that that is not the (laughs) Um, (laughs) case. And um, not anymore. And I would credit that a lot to, you know, traveling the country and meeting new people every single time she goes out. And she, to be able to to sell calves out of her heifers, she had to talk about it. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: You know, she had to talk about why they should buy semen out of this bowl. And, um, and had to be educated on it. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge, um, effect to us. And other than a handful of my family and people context I had before, I would say that, you know, the family that we've chosen, um, our stock show family is as precious to us. You know, I, I get the same amount of excitement out of watching some of these kids win stock shows that I would, if my own kid did, um, and I know that I can break down in my car in the middle of Indiana and have twenty people I can call and they would drop everything they would they had and come and you know pull me out of a ditch so mm-hmm. or get me gas cause I wasn't paying attention because I was listening to stock talk.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Our fault <laughs> oh, well, that's awesome we uh we truly appreciate you hopping on here and just sharing uh, some of your knowledge and I know there's folks out there who are inspired by. Not only the photos that you take, but the professionalism of you and your team. So uh, thanks so much for uh, getting on here. And is there any websites or any pubs that you want to put out there for people to to start following and maybe take an internship?
2: Hey, yeah. Um, well, our website is www.legacylivestockimaging.com. You can get to basically everything else from there. Um, that will get you to our online ordering site. Um, where you can find all of the shows. We don't pull show. We have unlimited storage on that. Um, So we don't pull shows down. So if there's a show that you wanted from 10 years ago that we shot, it's on there. Oh, cool. Um, And, you know, check out our Instagram, um, just Legacy Livestock or our Facebook page, Legacy Legacy Livestock Imaging. Um, Both of those are kind of fun places that we like posting, um, promoting shows, promoting families, promoting just, Right now, we're just trying to promote positivity. Because right. I feel like that's what we need to do. So.
0: Absolutely. Well, who knows? And maybe in June, check out the TikTok. I'll we'll know each of our, you know, you never know. We may be- <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe do a TikTok collab. There Coming you go. Up. Hey,
3: hey, there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Heidi. We really appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully we can get out of this quarantine soon so you can get out and snap more pictures for us.
2: Amen. Hope to see you guys soon.
1: I really, really like talking to Mrs.
0: Heidi Anderson. She Same. is a positive influence to a lot of people. And I'm amazed how she got 62,000 likes on her Facebook page, probably because of the amazing cover photo, for one, and just the amazing work that they do. But um, sounds like we may be uh, doing a TikTok dance here before long with uh, yeah. with livestock li- or Legacy Livestock Imaging.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I was also just thinking about the amount of people that engage with her on social media. I wonder how many of those are not influenced or uh, involved with her in the livestock part. Yeah. Like how many are ballet dancers, right? Yeah. How many ballet dancers are there anyway? um, That's pretty cool. But yeah, I agree. Uh, What, what a, what a way to continue our, quarantined interviews
3: yes
1: (laughs) all of our interviews are actually quarantined really but um this this one man that was a lot of fun yeah and uh looking forward to getting together with heidi and the legacy livestock imaging crew please go and check out their website heidi says it um there and and if you go on and just look at their prints that you can buy i mean I might have to go buy some prints. Just no to
0: kidding. I, I love everybody. the uh, around the barn pictures that they have. I just like those like captured moments and just yep. stuff that you cannot set up. Like the story she told about um, the the guardian, I think she called it. But mm-hmm. um, that's the photos like that are incredible. But man, we got a lot of stuff happening ourselves, Mr. Edge. We've got uh, the show tour is coming to the exposition. Very hopeful that that's going to happen. We've got the build your legacy scholarship uh, ages 16 to 21. You just heard about that can $1,000 and be on a future episode. And what else have we got going on? We, Oh, we're in the process of are, getting new
1: apparel. Yes. I was going to say, we are, we are getting new designs for apparel. So pumped about that. Um, obviously, you know, the quality of the work is going to be really good. Uh, but yeah, anyway, going to have some new apparel items coming at you. Um, Man, stay safe out there. Enjoy your travels. Uh, if you're traveling um, to go pick up or purchase livestock or whatever it may be um, and continue to be hopeful. Uh, I think that's probably the best thing that we can do right now is be positive and be hopeful. And um, let's let's be proactive also and not reactive, um, which Word. I think there's a lot of things going on. I know there's some decisions being made on some pretty high levels right now um, in regards to county shows and some other things. So um, let's be proactive and not reactive uh, Mm -hmm. to those decisions uh, once they are made. And um, I would urge you all to reach out to those officials or folks that you know will be involved in that decision-making process. Um, Don't voice concern, but voice um, what a positive experience Uh, these kids have every year while, while showing, um, and what could be happening due to, uh, a reactive decision instead of a proactive decision. Right. Yeah. That's my, that's my, little tidbit that. there
0: is a state representative here in Ohio that sent out a letter that I read, a family sent it to me and it addressed his concerns in a different way. And in summary, it said worse comes the worse." And we don't have the carnies and the rides and the public at least let the kids show their livestock at the fair. Mm. So I thought, man, that's a pretty good take. I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to miss getting the cotton candy in the midway and, and all that interaction that we can get uh, from the public and have them learn about livestock. But worse comes to worse, let's just let the kids show in a more closed environment at their right. county
1: fair. Yeah, because at some point uh you know the travel and the state home orders will they will subside. They they almost have to if we're gonna keep our economy uh you know, floating. Uh that's what it's doing right now. We're kinda of treading water, it seems like. But yeah. anyway, I won't get into any political dis- uh discussion. All I will say is let's let's be proactive and not reactive.
0: Yes. Uh, side note, Emily and I are watching the news this morning, and they always have, like, you know, the death count and how many uh-uh. and all that. We looked at each other this morning. And we're like, hmm, starting to flatten out a little bit. Plateauing. Yeah. So yeah. hopeful. I'm very hopeful, folks. We're going to get on the sawdust very, very soon in that ring. It's going to happen. Just be patient. Wash your hands. Guys, uh, thanks for joining us every week. We are extra, extra appreciative. Um, stay positive out there and of course Corey and i love each and every one of you we'll catch you next week